Hi, Taryn. Hi, Heather. It has been so long since we've done an episode. I'm excited. Are you I, excited? You know, I'm beyond excited. You want to know why I'm beyond excited? Why? One, we're back to doing our podcast. Yay. Yay. And then two, look where we're at. I know. So we are back in our original place in the garage. And we're both drinking and we're both not smoking. Not smoking. It's, just, it's a good day. It's so good. So I hope you guys reminisce with the sound of the random beeping every once in a while. Because it will happen. The aliens. <laughs> They're back. Now, we can't do it in my bedroom because, well, my husband has taken over our podcast podcast area. You knew that was going to happen. And he needs to clean it. Because I'm not doing it. I don't blame you. <laughs> it's all of his crap. He can clean it. But there was nowhere else to really do it. So, yeah. Here we are. Yeah. We've got your daughter babysitting the boys. Yes. My stepdaughter has been spending the last three weeks with us so far. Mm-hmm. And I'm just loving it. She's been wanting to make money. Like, she's been wanting to get a job without getting a job. That makes sense. So I've been giving her harder jobs to do than my other kids can do. Basically stuff that I don't want to do. Like mowing the yard. Mowing the yard. Um, oh, I have one for her. Oh, what? She can come over to my backyard and pick up all the dog poop. Mm, yeah, my because kids do that. My kids are still too young. And my baby, guess what? Oh, boy. He's going to be one on oh, Sunday. He is. August 2nd. It, I feel like it was just yesterday. We were talking about you being pregnant. Yes, I know, right? <laughs> but he'll be one, so we're having his birthday's party coming up, Yay. and I need someone to come over and clean up all the doggy poo. Mm, yeah, she's not going to want to do that. I'm sure she will. I'll pay her. But that's fine then, as long as she gets money. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay her. <laughs> that's fine. Because I don't want to do it. So I've been picking up dog poop since I was probably about five, five, six years old. And there's a technique that works wonders to get the poop up. But I will show that to Kaylee when she comes over to pick up the poo. Okay. That's a good idea. Let's stop talking about poo now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did want to explain the reason why we haven't done an episode in such a long time. Corona 19. Yes. It has everything, everything to do with Corona. And to start off with, nobody has the coronavirus. No. In either house. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, we probably <laughs> had it without knowing it. Yeah. But nobody's been quarantined for the coronavirus. No, we're fine. I've had to work the entire time. So that actually, therein lies the problem. Taryn pretty much comes over here when I go, hey, Taryn, let's do a podcast episode. And then she comes over. So it's really all on my time. And the past few months, I haven't been doing that because I'm at work all day and I listen to podcasts all day. And you know how irritating it is to hear all these other podcast hosts going, well, I don't have to go to work, so I have extra time to do all my research and do all this and all that. And it's like, screw you. I have to work still. So I just was not in the mood to do any of that. Because of all you other podcasters, you suck. Well, it's not that you guys suck. No, no, but you suck. you and I were both put into a position where we were uh, cash tag or 
quotation marks, essential workers. Yes. So your life never changed and my life never changed. So we were both Mm -hmm. as busy as ever. Yeah. And I've got the two little ones. My youngest is running and trying to read books. (laughs) He'll he'll pick up a book and run it to you. Like my life has been crazy. Your life's been crazy. So when you said, let's pause, it's like, well, it's kind of sad because this was my, my relief from everything. But I understood. Yeah. And I'm glad, like, I'm very glad we're back at it. I am. I think now that everyone is back to work, I'm finally at the place where it's like, okay, since everyone else has to go back to work, we can start doing the podcast again. So everyone's in the same boat as me again. I like it. (laughs) So, but we are going to make some changes to the podcast. Instead of putting out an episode every week, we're going to do it every other week. Because that's just going to give me a little extra time to do a little more research because I just spread myself a little too thin sometimes, trying yeah. to do one every week. Yeah, it's like it'll give you more time to research. If you tell me what the subject is, mm-hmm. I might be able to do some. I did not do it on this time. Oh, I gave you a day's You notice. gave me a day and then work was <laughs> hectic. Yeah. Um, but by doing it every other week, then maybe I can help do some research and be a little bit more prepared and then, you know, whatnot. Yeah, definitely. So um, a couple things. Heather, you're looking fantastic. Thanks. How much, I've lost how much? 30 pounds. I am so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited. I know. During the, you know, during the quarantine thing, I looked at myself in the mirror and went, ugh. So I started watching what I'm eating. I haven't started exercising yet, but I'm about to because I've been stuck at the same weight for about three weeks. Basically, my body's telling me, work out. Yeah. So I need to start working out and I'm, I'm going to. I've been going on walks here and there. You still look absolutely fantastic. I love Thanks. it. Thank you. So you know how my goal at the beginning for New Year's yeah. was to run 150 miles within the year? Yeah. Well, I had sprained my ankle in December, mm-hmm. so I wasn't able to start running until February. As of yesterday, I'm at 72.62 miles. <gasps> wow. And my dumbass has decided to run a half marathon, Ugh. 13.2 miles. Ugh. For my birthday this year. Why would you want to do that for your birthday? Because it happened to fall on my day off. (laughs) And my mom's paying for it. Okay. And then my boss gave me the two days off after that. So I have Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off. So I'm like, I'm running a half marathon. And then you can be one of those obnoxious people that have that sticker on the back of their car. Nah. Oh, come on. I'm just going to go, guess what? I ran a half marathon. (laughs) Like anybody that'll listen. I just, I love seeing those stickers. For the longest time, I didn't know what it meant. I'm like, what? Why do people have these numbers on the back of their car? I finally had to look it up, and it's like, oh, they do something that I could never do. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of birthdays, you just had one. I did. I'm 32 now. 32. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> I'm not going to sing the whole song, but what I did bring on time, well, on time for the podcast, late for your birthday. Sort of. It's her present. Oh, it's my present. I'm so excited. All right. Here we go. Oh, it's such pretty, such pretty, uh... So I couldn't find normal... Wrapping paper. I couldn't find normal tape, so I had to use uh, packing tape. That's what I do. Also, if you need tape, I've got a whole bunch. (laughs) It's what packing tape does. Oh, I'm so excited. It's soft amazingly soft it oh, let me see it oh, no ah! 
Bigfoot! It is a throw blanket Bigfoot! It's so fantastic! Hold on, you gotta hold it. I gotta take a picture. Where's my phone? There it is. I'm gonna post this because this is just the most amazing blanket ever. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Oh, it's amazingly soft. Oh, so this is my. I was at work, and I knew your birthday was coming up because I knew it was a couple weeks before my baby's birthday. And so I'm like at work, I'm like, oh, I need to get Heather something for her birthday. So I order that online, and then I shit you not, the next day, Facebook, Heather's birthday. (gasps) Damn it, it's gonna be late. (laughs) No, it's okay though. Oh, I love it. You know, I always sit inside, and whenever I'm watching TV, I have to cover up with a blanket. This is my new TV cover blanket thing. I it's thought so I saw the blanket. I'm like, I have to. I have to. I was so excited. I'm going to have to wrestle it away from my kids all the time because of how soft it is. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. I love it. And I, I just had to go for Bigfoot. I, get, I just get the – my friends are the best. <laughs> I get the best presents. You guys are awesome. Because I didn't say, obviously, I didn't say it on the podcast, but uh, Brittany, thank you for the Russian dolls again. They were amazing. Those were pretty cool. I saw those, too. Oh, yeah. Oh. And my sister gave me money so I can buy myself something. And with that money, I bought a Plague Doctor mask. And it comes with a hood. Nice. <laughs> so thank you, Missy. Well, we are 15 minutes in. We should probably start... We're going old school. Our episode. Old school. We're using notes. I'm doing old school and new. I've got them in both places. I've started them out on my notepad and I've got some on my tablet. But the starting stuff is on my tablet. I am going to read a little poem for you all. Admidst our people here is come the madness of the dance. In every town, there now are some who fall upon a trance. It drives them ever night and day. They scarcely stop for breath till some have dropped along the way and some are met by death. Cool poem. (laughs) So that's a little ditty that was written back in 1625. Describing an outbreak of... Dancing mania, which is our subject for today. I know nothing about it. That is good, because you are going to learn a lot about it today. I got, I had questions at work today about some stuff, and I pretty much got a lot of people to just stop working and worrying about the certain question that I asked that had to do with this. What was the question? I had something to do with Catholicism. Yeah. I work with people who are Catholic. I had to ask someone. (laughs) So, but they didn't know the answer, so it's fine. But also, new thing, sometimes I'll do an interesting fact. Sometimes I won't. I think it'll depend. I totally even forgot about that. Yeah, I know. I figured, you know, sometimes I'll do it. Sometimes I won't. It really just depends. I figure the whole episode is really an inter- a giant interesting fact. Yeah, and we'll just post more on uh, Facebook, too. Yeah, that'll since work we too. haven't been active with it, we'll, we'll get back into that. Sure will. Be prepared for Taryn's random memes. <laughs> and I'll do it, too, because I have tons <laughs> saved on my phone. I have several, yeah. Yay. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Ah, here we go. Here's the start. 
It was the year 1017 on Christmas Eve. And this takes place on the East Saxon hamlet of, I know you guys have missed this, Kolbig. <laughs> Wouldn't be a podcast without Heather trying to pronounce some weird name. There's so many. Okay. Well, that is near modern day town of Bernburg in Germany. But there sits the St. Magnus Church. Many villagers were gathering for the Christmas Eve service when 13 men and three women began to sing and dance in the churchyard. The dancing became very disruptive, even, say, riotous. Crazy dancing. They were bumping and grinding all over the place. They were getting wild. (laughs) The priest of the church was appalled by what he was saying. He prayed that this group be cursed. And his prayer was answered. The people were cursed to dance for an entire year. They weren't allowed to rest, eat, or drink during this whole time. So on the following Christmas Eve, all fell silent. And the dancing finally stopped. All of them collapsed from exhaustion and fell into a deep sleep. Some never woke again. Others were revived and mostly recovered. They left the village to spread the word of this amazing event and to warn others of the power of God. As proof and a reminder of that day, they were plagued with severe spasms and other pains from that day until the day they died. Now, that sounds like a very fake tale. Yeah, one, you can't go a year without <laughs> eating, drinking, and sleeping. You'd Obviously. Obviously. I could see you, like, having to jig while you're eating. Yeah. Or, like, laying in bed and your leg's shaking. You know. Oh, sure, um, like a leg spasm. Oh, what's, no, what's that called? Um, Restless leg syndrome? Yes. Mm-hmm. I could see that being, like, a part of this. Yeah. But... A whole year where you couldn't rest? I know. But you've heard the term, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yes. I have a feeling that's kind of sort of what this is. It's like every lie, every joke, every statement has some type of truth to it. Mm-hmm. Somewhere along the line. Yeah. So whereas this may be a tall tale. A very tall tale. Some part of this might be true. Maybe that's where restless leg syndrome came from. Well, we're going to... The non-scientific fact of it, you know. We're going to get really into this. Hold on to your butts. Butt is crap. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we are covering what is called dancing mania, also known as the dancing plague, also known as coromania. Also known as St. Midas's Dance. St. Vitus's Dance. Can't talk today. AKA Crazy Legs. Crazy Legs. <laughs> but this occurred primarily in mainland Europe between the 14th and 17th centuries. It involved groups of people dancing erratically, sometimes thousands at a time. It affected everyone men, women, children, and they would dance until they collapsed from exhaustion. And, and some, of the, uh, some of the events were actually very well documented. And we'll go through. So the one that I read is technically the first time that had been recorded. Technically. 
The second one, though, happened in the year 1278 in Maastricht. It's in the Netherlands. (laughs) So about 200 people started to dance erratically across a bridge over the Meuse River. The bridge suddenly collapsed. Many people died in the rough waters. A few survived and were nursed back to health at the nearby St. Vitus Chapel. I want you guys to remember that. He's going to come up later, too. Okay. Beep! They're back! (laughs) There was another one. This one was supposed to be before it. Sorry. Um, And I got conflicting dates, either 1237 or 1247. Something seven. Something seven, yeah. Uh, Happened in Erfurt. Erfurt? Erfurt? Erfurt. Furt. F-U-R-T. It's in central Germany. (laughs) Over 100 children all of a sudden started dancing and hopping around and they left out of the town's gates. They made their way over to the next settlement where they collapsed and fell asleep where they could. They were eventually found by their parents. Unfortunately, some of the children were already dead when their parents found them. Others were afflicted with tremors and fatigue for the rest of their lives. And the largest outbreak of dancing mania started around June 24th of the year 1374. This one was very well documented, so this is one of the ones that were because it happened in many places. So for several months, small bands of wild dancers wandered from place to place to place, spreading it to the locals. It would begin in the Rhineland, but would further extend from Aachen in Germany to Ghent in Belgium in the north, and then from Metz, France, to Strasbourg, France, in the south. I know. But I I um I mapped that on, on Google and oh, it was like this big huge giant line that started way up in the Belgium and, and then the kinda side. went way down into France. <laughs> Thousands of people were dancing, all while screaming in pain. They were leaping everywhere, running around the streets, madly and crazed. It was going nuts. Some claimed that sheets had to be tied very tightly around the dancers' waists. And if not, they would cry out that they were dying. I don't know why. (laughs) Obviously, when you think something's tied around your waist, it's tied... Around your belly. Yeah, right around your belly. So something hurt them really bad. Huh. So when you're talking about... Oh, I'll wait until the end. No, you're fine. We talk about this. A couple things pop into mind. Mm-hmm. Like either it's something mental. Mm-hmm. Or they all ate something and now it's a pesticide inside of their body that's making them like freak out. You are a great guesser. But let's continue. Okay. <laughs> Most people recovered in about 10 days. But there were a few others that had one or even two relapses. And this outbreak ended near December of 1374 or January of 1375, right around the end of the year. And then there were small outbreaks here and there in northeastern France throughout 1375. 
Then the next one was uh, 1381 in Augsburg, Germany. Small little outbreak. I don't know much about it. And this is another one where I got conflicting dates. Um, 1418 or 1428. Something that ends in an 8. In Zurich, I don't know how to pronounce that one. That's in Switzerland. Uh, at Water Church, several crazed women started dancing throughout a church service. A lot of people were just like onlookers looking on like, what are these women doing? They're going a little crazy. And they were unable to stop for quite some time. And that's all it says. And then we got in 1463 near Trier, Germany. I know how to pronounce that because there's a road here. Trier. Yeah. <laughs> a band of people were unable to stop dancing for six months. Some only stopped after seriously injuring themselves or after they were exhausted or, you know, dying from a broken rib. That's it. Parasites. <laughs> so in 1536 in, I'm real American for you, Basel, Switzerland. Basel? B-A-S-E-L? That almost sounds like a season. And it does. <laughs> um, this time it was another group of children. And then in 1555 in Anhalt, Germany. And that one was just one guy. But the one that happened before those two is a giant one. It is the second largest outbreak, other than that one in 1374, to have happened. And it all happened in one place. And that happened in the year 1518. It has. It is known as the Dancing Plague of 1518. Clever name. I, right? <laughs> Crazy Legs, 1518. So we are in Stra Strasbourg. 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 We're in Strasbourg. Germany. See, there's also one in France, though, so I'm not entirely sure if it's Germany or if it's France. I have a feeling it's Germany. My husband's been there. He's been to Strasbourg? Really? Well, their plane stopped on their way home there. <gasps> That's cool. Yeah, he's got one of the cups. <gasps> That's cool. For drinking beer. Ah! Yeah. Well, you can tell him that a big giant dancing plague happened there. Yeah. <laughs> there was this lady. Her name was Frau Trophia. Trophia? Sounds like a German name. Well, Frau is, because I think that's just Miss or Mrs., isn't it? Frau? Girl, you got me. I um, speak English. I don't know a lot of German. I know some. I don't know a lot. Ich liebe dich. Ichlivadik means I love you. Oh. <laughs> it's like the only thing I know in German is nine and Platz. Kasunheit. Platz means down. Oh. Well, Kasunheit means bless you. Bless you, yeah. <laughs> so, random like tangent. My neighbor used to train uh, her German shepherds in Suchin training, mm -hmm. which is the uh, German attack dogs. And she would only teach them in German. That's a good idea, though. So that people couldn't connect. So whenever I went over to their house, the dogs would bark at me and then, like, lunge. And I'm like, dang, plats! And they would all lay down and Ooh. be done and I could walk into the house. So I know nine and plats and that's it <laughs> when it comes to German. That's a really good no idea. and down. That's a good idea. Well, I am going to pause this, though, because I'm curious. I think Frau does mean miss, but hold on. Okay, so we looked it up and Suri's going to tell us. 
It's Frau, right? Frau, yeah. What does Frau mean in German? In German, Frau is missachten. I mispronounced Oops, it. It's Frau. What does Frau mean in German? In German, Frau is Deutsche. No, you are dumb, sir. What does Frau mean in German? What is the definition? In German, Frau is ah. It doesn't want to listen, but it does mean a, it's a title for a married or widowed woman. Yes. See, I was right. I was kind of right. Sorry, I didn't catch. Shut well, up, you. You're dumb, Siri. <laughs> no one likes you. We're fighting with Siri again. <laughs> and my Google lady stopped working. I don't know what's wrong with her. I kept trying to say, hey, Google, and she doesn't answer me anymore. I must have turned her off on accident somehow. Okay. Well, Frau Trophea stepped outside and began to dance. No music was playing. She showed no signs of joy. And yet, she danced to the chagrin of her husband. He was not happy about it. Mm. It's like, woman, you stop your dancing right now. You are embarrassing me. Crazy legs. I do this to my husband all the time. So yes, screw him. you do it for fun. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> she went on dancing throughout the whole day. The whole day. It lasted the whole day. And it became clear that she simply couldn't stop dancing. Only after many hours did she collapse from exhaustion. So then a few hours later, she got up and started dancing again. Throughout the following day, she kept going and stopping again, finally, when she was just exhausted. On the third day, she died. She, no, she rose again, bloody feet and all, and kept on dancing. People started to gather and look on. Not only did they start looking on, but some people started to join in. Parasites! <laughs> No one really knows why, but they did. They all started to, to join in. And it wasn't just like, because, you know, this was medieval Europe. It wasn't just one class of person. It was everybody. It was tradesmen. It was noblemen, priests. It was anyone. Anyone could have been afflicted with this. And they all just started dancing. Up to, there are different descriptions of what happened, but it's up to 400 people started dancing. Nobody could quite figure out how it started or how to stop it. Don't drink the local water. (laughs) Eventually, it did stop. But much like uh, other incidents, some people had relapses and some people stopped altogether. Some people tried to help. One of the, the ways that people tried to help was to build a stage and and play music because they thought, well, if we actually accompany them with the music, they'll get it all out of their systems. If you wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work, right? Sorry, I was just... That it's the same concept. But, kind of. oh, it is. Because, yes, they built the stage and they started playing music. It sure didn't help. In fact, it got worse. Yeah, <laughs> just like with the mask. <laughs> oh, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse before mm. it gets better. Mm-hmm. 
It'll all end in November. So. We'll see. We'll see. With these dancing people. Dancing people. Yeah, I mean, crazy legs, dancing people. Mm -hmm. Like, did they all eat something or, like, something in the air, something in the water? Was it a bug that climbed into their ear and messed with their temple lobe? Frankly, no one knows. You're telling me that no autopsies were done by crazy people with crazy legs. Because outbreaks did die out by the mid-17th century. After that, there are no records of this ever happening again. So, no, no autopsies were, autopsies were done. Well, I know, like, I'm not talking about, like, modern-day autopsies. I know that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But there had to be some crazy guy that, like, I wonder if it's in her head. Well, there are some theories. And I'm going to tell you two of these theories they had back in the day. Are and they creepy the, ones? And the other two theories are more modern-day theories of what we think, as modern-day people, happened to them. All right, I'm listening. Before we do that, though... We're going to take a look into what daily life was like for someone living in medieval Europe. If you have a bad harvest, you're going to starve. Yes. Regardless if, I mean, obviously noblemen probably are going to have an easier time of it. Because they're just going to take what they want. But the normal person who farms, they're going to have a hard time eating if they don't have a good harvest. Number two. Sickness and death. We got smallpox, we got the Black Death, and the new thing to kill people in 1518. STD syphilis. It's gonna make you go crazier. Maybe that's why they were all dancing. That's an odd thing for everyone to do after getting syphilis, though. Not necessarily, because it could, you know, I don't know, maybe it went to their head. Number three. Bandits or foreign troops just wanting to kill everybody. Or number four, drink and dance when you can because life sucks. I love that one. <laughs> okay, so that has to be a Facebook post. <laughs> drink and dance when you can because life sucks. That's good. Okay, hold on. Okay. Hold on. I'm holding okay. with bated breath. Drink and dance when you can't because life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. Good and evil. God and the devil. Piety and loose morals. Those were very real things that medieval Europeans had to worry about. <laughs> Number six. The supernatural was all too real and demons were everywhere. Number seven. Religious services and rituals all the frickin' time. Number eight. The church calendar ran the year. From holidays, from when's the best time to harvest, when's the best time to plant. Anything in your daily life, the church got to decide. And the last one, number nine. Penance and prayer for everyone or you go to hell. Oh, so that is a day in the life of a medieval European. So what does all that have to do with dancing? Well, we had to go through that to kind of understand the first two explanations of the dancing mania. Number one explanation. God was punishing sinners. That's a lot of sinners. That's, is a, you know what? 
people are sinful. Maybe we need to have the dancing plan go on right now. Because people are sinners? We got some of the craziness. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. A lot of people thought it was either God or, say, the saints that were punishing these sinners and basically cursing them, kind of like the first story. Yeah. God cursed them because, well, they were causing a ruckus. That's the moral of this. Don't cause a ruckus. So that's what they thought. Or or it could be the second thing. What was the second thing? The devil was attacking the pious. <laughs> the devil was attacking the pious, the religious. Some said that going to a religious place would stop the dancing. Sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't. So that's where St. Vitus comes into play. Some say he's the one who caused it, caused people to dance, because St. Vitus is... The patron saint of dancing and acting and comedians and, the fun one, epileptics. Interesting. <laughs> so interesting. some say he's the one who caused it or he's the one that could cure it. Whichever. That's on which, like, which path we're going on. Exactly. So no one really knows. This is what they thought would happen. If you were possessed by demons, going to a place and praying could help, or just get an exorcism. Yeah, because those things weren't expensive and dangerous. Well, you know, like, you've got a priest there. Just exercise them. It's fine. <laughs> and then the thing that I discussed about them, you know, maybe adding music would help, but it didn't. So those were the two theories they had back in the day. The one theory that modern day people have is ergot poisoning. What poisoning? Ergot poisoning. Ergot is a fungus that produces hallucina hallucinations and psychogenic effects. And it is found in contaminated flour. Therefore, if you bake bread with this contaminated flour, you will get ergot poisoning and get all crazy. Interesting, but was that scientifically linked to something that caused them to dance? Well, ergotism can cause hallucinations and convulsions, but it also will um, make your, your limbs go numb and will cause... Um, Gangrene? Oh, gangrene is nasty. Yeah, so no, uh, ergotism doesn't really account for, like, the dancing. You can, in the accounts that people have written about, it is clear that the people were dancing. They weren't convulsing. They knew what convulsions were. They knew what tremors were. They knew what having a seizure was. This was not it. It was dancing. Like, it was literal dancing. Now, a lot of people... Also, while describing the people who were dancing, could tell they were in a trance, not fully aware. So high. Yeah, it kind of looked like they were high, which kind of is like, okay, so they could be having hallucinations and just not be in control of their body, but that's not what ergotism does. Okay, so what's the other option? Bear with me, folks. Okay. The last option, and probably the, the 
most likely. High levels of psychological distress. Bear with me on this. It, 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 it gets deep. Okay, I gotta find it. Okay. Psychological distress, otherwise stress-induced mass hysteria. A lot of things can cause stress, obviously, especially for people back in the Middle Ages, which is why I went through the daily life of a person back in the Middle Ages. So you have a lot of stress. You have to worry about your harvest. You have to worry about people coming to kill you. You have to worry about getting sick and dying. You have to worry about all the religious stuff that comes with it. It kind of makes me think, and I know this is kind of off topic, but the movie A Thousand Ways Dying in the West. I've never seen that. You have to watch it. It's hilarious. But they go over all the different ways you can die in the West. <laughs> and the way that you're talking about it, it kind of like makes that movie pop to mind. Okay. It's comical. That makes sense. But it would happen on a, on a mass level. Most of the times, though, it would start with one person. And then more would join in, and then more would join in, and just more and more kept joining in. I wonder if it could have been a virus where they was spread by aerosol. Mm. Okay. So if they're dancing, they're yelling without dying, and they're tying them up. They get close enough to probably get spit on. Mm-hmm. Now you've got liquid droplets that get in the mouth, and then they start dancing. And they're now especially with the... So you think it is more of a virus or a disease that didn't affect a lot of people, but it affected enough that it's obviously happening in history. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like to me, whatever it was, it had to be contagious to go from person to person. Okay. So even though I earlier I said it was a parasite, mm-hmm. but okay, what, what, a, what kind of parasite would it be? And B, how did it affect all those people across all those different locations that you suggested? Mm-hmm. One of the things that you said is it goes from like that group that traveled across. Uh, if they were infected and they're dancing and talking to people, maybe they're spitters. Okay. So maybe whatever virus they had gusted on them, well, viruses mutate, so eventually they die out. Okay. And it's just an idea. Well, the the mass hysteria um, thing. I like I like what you're thinking of. In fact, I was talking to my sister about that as well. I'll, I'll, I'll say that after. Um, but mass hysteria, what, so the point that I was making with they having, everyone is having high levels of stress. Not only are they having high levels of stress, most people are superstitious. If they think it is possible for a demon to possess you, it is more likely that your mind will shut down and allow something like that to happen or create something like that in your own head without, you know, you realizing it. That makes sense. I can kind of worry all of it. So because everyone had the same kind of mind frame or frame of mind, it would stand to reason that if one person started it, started it, if someone else really believed that was happening, it would happen to and then it would happen to someone else, and then to someone else. Kind of like the placebo effect. Yes, but it's not real, but it is. But it is. It's it's what your body does. It's like hysterical pregnancies. Like the a person believes they're pregnant with all of their being. They believe they are pregnant, and they start showing signs of pregnancy. They will stop having their period. They'll gain weight. They'll. It's not also for. 
It is basically you're pregnant, except there's no baby. But in your head, it's real. Therefore, your body says it's real. No, I believe. I see where you're coming from. And there's scientific, scientific stuff that does show that happening, especially like the pregnancy you're talking about. So I guess it could happen during that time frame. Mm-hmm. No, so that is that is the so, main. Here's my question. So that's the set. Why did it just randomly stop? It's not like their mind just changed. They grew up in that mindset. Just, it takes a while to get out of that mindset. Okay. So then how did it just randomly stop? Well, we got to think what happened in the 1600s in Europe. And one of the main things is the... Science. The science. Yeah, the scientific revolution. And... So that that kind of is probably what stopped it. It wasn't all about religion anymore. Yeah, but it still takes a while. Like, you shouldn't have the older folks that grew up in that. Oh, yeah. In that mindset. The younger ones are going to look at science. Mm -hmm. And in your stuff, you never indicated who it affected aside from the kids. Kids, men, and women. You said a lot of kids. Okay, men and women, what age? Were they younger or were they older? Everyone. Okay, so that's what I'm saying is, yeah, if it was that mindset you're talking about, then it should have still attacked the people that still believe. So it should have happened for a couple more years before it just randomly stopped. Well, it technically did. So 1518 was the last big major event. And then I did mention two other ones that happened even after that. And there were even smaller ones that no one even cared to mention. Like, there was, there was stuff that happened in the Holy Roman Empire. There was stuff that happened throughout France and Belgium and the Netherlands. There was one or two things that probably happened up in England. But they were just, like, one-offs. So, yeah, it happened, but it teetered out. So it wasn't just, it dead stopped. It did teeter out. It didn't just dead stop. It teetered. I see where you're coming So, yeah, for a minute there, it did sound like it just stopped. So we have that big one in 1518. <laughs> so we had that big one in fifteen eighteen, and then we had at least two more that were big enough that I had to write down in fifteen thirty six and one in fifteen fifty five. And then there were a couple of more that happened here and there that I didn't even write down because it was like one offs. So it it did teeter out. And so it, yeah, it's not like it just stopped, but it doesn't happen anymore. So therefore, we don't know what caused it. My sister had an interesting theory. My sister, Nikki, oh, she doesn't listen to this, but whatever, I'll give her credit. She had the thought of maybe it was a plant that caused this to happen, that some people happen to use in their cooking that caused this to happen. But now we don't know about this plant because it's now extinct. Possible. You don't know. I'm not saying it's not not possible. It's very possible. Mm -hmm. I just have a hard time thinking that because it's like because you said it's from like from person to person. Yeah, that's why most people think it's mass hysteria. It's like okay, I don't eat this, and now I'm dancing crazy, and you come and try to help me. Yeah, that's true. Did you really eat my food, or are you starving? So that's why you ate my food. That's true. So I don't really see it as the food possibility because. Mm -hmm. it's See, the virus is an interesting theory as well, because it could be just like our current virus right now, where some people are being afflicted by it, and they're dancing in the streets. Okay, they're not. This is 
I'm, I'm going over. But then, yes. but then there are some that are asymptomatic and don't show any symptoms. Therefore, they're the people who are going, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, I, it, that is an interesting theory. But it would have been, I feel like it would have been more widespread if it was a virus. It wouldn't be centralized in Central Europe. Yeah, I don't know what connected with those people. And then because those viruses changed, maybe it mutated. Hmm. And then the mutation didn't cause, have the same effects. Okay. It's like, you know, how our viruses mutate. Now they have a version of the COVID-19 that affects children. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect adults. Yeah. Where the majority of COVID-19 attacks adults, right? Mm-hmm. And it's normally your older population with low immune systems or bad heart, bad heart, heart or lung. Mm-hmm. They had a mutation that now have to help these kids. Mm-hmm. So there's that mutation, but it kind of skipped that, you know, teenager, adults. Era, it was old or very, very young. Yeah. So I could see maybe with this, maybe with the the dancing, it mutated, but the mutation was just enough to where the dancing stopped and it mutated into something else and moved to another data. And I don't know how viruses all work. I just know they mutate. Sometimes they mutate and change, which is why you have to use a new antibody shot for a flu or a different stuff over here because everything's mutated. Yeah. Just an idea. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I understand that. I just, I don't know. I feel like that. I don't really agree with that one. Frankly, my favorite theory is there are demons possessing people. <laughs> demons are viruses. Yeah. Yes, they are. Yes, they are, Taryn. Demons are viruses. <laughs> I love that. That's all I got for you, though. That is uh, the Dancing Plague, or Dancing Mania, or Coromania, or St. Vitus's Dance. Crazy Legs! Or, as Taryn has not coined it, Crazy Legs! <laughs> but yeah, so, I hope you learned something. I did. I found it rather interesting. Is it weird? I look weird. Would you say it's... or weird? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I will definitely do a scary one next. I wanted to get a little soft opening there, soft reopening. I wanted to go with a plague type thing to kind of go along with our normal lives right now. Yes, we have to wear masks everywhere. At least we're not dancing in the streets like fools. All right, Heather, I got one more question for you. Okay. It's a dad joke. Yes. Dad, why would you get a haircut? Why? No, I got small cut. <laughs> there is a dad there. Dad joke. Love that. Oh. Thanks for joining us, guys. If you have questions or concerns, email me. Get a hold of me on Facebook, Instagram. Don't get a hold of me on Twitter. I never get on that thing. Um, but definitely Facebook or Insta- Instagram I'll get on. And also, there is another podcast who messaged me on Instagram, and I will get back with you very shortly. I got to work too, though. Uh, thanks for joining me, and we will catch you in two weeks. Bye, guys. Bye.
existence of this the existence of this